Entering this grand final, the final ticks are in, and Rise has done it. Make some noise, Atlanta, for this Rise Nation squad. The tops of Division A, the winners here in Atlanta. Incredible. All righty, what is up, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of COD Talks. I am your host, Furs95. Lots to get to today. Obviously, we're going to talk all things CWL Birmingham, which is coming up this weekend, as most of you all know. Uh, the tournament starts on Friday. I believe matches start at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Obviously, the times are a little different since the tournament is taking place in the UK. Um, so just a heads up just for that, for all of you that are trying to watch. Uh, I'm very excited. You know, uh, this is kind of, we're kind of in the thick of things in terms of the uh, World War II season. I think stage one playoffs, I, I don't, don't quote me on this. I think they're the next weekend. I don't know if they're the next weekend or the weekend after, but I know they pretty much virtually immediately follow uh, CWL Birmingham. So we're, we're really getting into the thick of things for World War II. Um, and I'm very excited. I'm very excited. I think there's a lot of great storylines, a lot of competition, a lot of teams that realistically have a good chance at winning this tournament. And um, I'm very excited to talk about it. But uh, before we get to that, uh, I want to start off with uh, some news that was uh, discussed this week. Uh, and the first piece of news that I wanted to talk about was um, the discussion of nades in competitive COD, and really just nades in general in World War II. Uh, Nameless uh, tweeted out earlier this week that, quote, nades ruin this game. <laughs> um, and this obviously sparked some discussion about, you know, nades in competitive COD. And uh, my own personal feelings are that I think nades definitely need a slight damage nerf, um, really just across the board. I mean, I think this is not just, this doesn't just pertain to competitive COD. I think this pertains to really the pub community as well. I think essentially nades are just too powerful in this game. It's just simple as that. Um, it, you know, armored slash hunker are, are basically crutch perks. Um, at this point, you need to be running one or the other. Um, otherwise, you're just going to get naded into oblivion. Um, you know, it is, of course, you know, in CTF, you will see some guys uh, choose to run, you know, like Airborne and um, what's another basic training? It, it's not, there are some classes, I guess. I'm, I can't remember off the top of my head, but there are certain classes in uh, CTF that sometimes pros are choosing not to run Armored or Hunker. But more times than not, you're, you're seeing pros run one or the other between Armored and Hunker um, in virtually, I'd say, 90, over 90 percent of situations. So. Uh, I definitely think nades need a slight damage reduction. I think it's ridiculous how you can get stuck and and be and have armored or hunker equipped and still die from one nade, even if it's stick. Like, like you shouldn't. If you have armored or hunker, one nade should not kill you, no matter what. Even if it sticks you, it's ridiculous. Um, so I, I just think that uh, they just need a slight damage nerf across the board. I think that really would help the game. Uh, you'd see more class diversity. Uh, you, you know, you wouldn't be as, as inclined to run armored or hunker. Um, so I, I think I definitely, my personal feelings are, are definitely that nades need, uh, a nerf for sure. Um, I'm hoping sledgehammer gets onto that, you know, sledgehammer, you know, they've been, they've been up and down. Uh, I think they've been very good about updating certain things and patching certain things in a timely manner, but in other things, it feels like they don't even acknowledge that there is an issue. Um, so you know, I haven't seen them communicate anything with regards to nades recently. Um, 
you know, I'm hoping that we hear some sort of communication with regards to nades. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't really think that's the pub community's big complaint right now. I think that's uh, it's, it's down low in terms of their priority list. Um, so I just I don't know if it's going to change anytime soon. Um, you know, I know Semtexes have been talked about. Um, with, you know, getting banned or getting gentlemen's agreements uh, or getting included in the gentlemen's agreements. Um, you know, honestly, I, I, like I said, I hate gentlemen's agreements, but I, I don't think I'd be opposed to putting Semtexes in the gentlemen's agreements for now, or at least. Um, you know, they, they definitely, it's definitely a, a kind of a clusterfuck in hard point and in, uh, you know, it, it's just it's just constant nades and hard points. And I just, Semtexes are, are, are definitely, I, I mean, again, there's not a huge distinction between Semtexes and Frags. I mean, Semtex, obviously, you can just kind of huck it essentially immediately once you spawn up. And you can do the same with Frags, but obviously Frags take a longer time to cook. Um, you know, so, I, I mean, again, I just, I think we got to push for Sledgehammer to nerf nades. I think that's the way to go. Um, you know, I, I think banning Semtexes, I, I, I again, I don't, I don't know how much that would really help because people would just use Frags and... So I, I'm not quite sure that banning subtexts is the way to go, but you know, hopefully Sledgehammer gets on this. Uh, I think it's definitely an issue that needs to be addressed, and uh, that's that's pretty much all I got to say about nades. So um, with that said, guys, I think we're going to segue over to CWL Birmingham and all and my thoughts on the event. Um, so first and foremost, I just want to go over the pools uh, for CWO Birmingham. So in pool A, we have Rise Nation, E United, Echo Fox, Epsilon, and an open bracket team. In pool B, we have FaZe Clan, Team Caliber, Unilad, Team Vitality, and another open bracket team. Pool C, we have Optic Gaming, Team Envious, Reckless, Evil Geniuses, and another open bracket team. And in pool D, we have Luminosity, Red Reserve, Splice, Mind Freak, and an open bracket team. So, um, you know, I would say that if we're going to go with, you know, first and foremost, the pool of death, in my opinion, I would say it's pool D, to be honest. I mean, LG, Red, Splice, and Mind Freak, I mean, those are all teams that can beat each other. I mean, pretty much. I, I mean, Mind Freak has shown uh, the ability to compete with top teams. You know, they showed it at, um, they showed it at, uh, what was the Atlanta, they showed it in the Pro League. Um, so I, I think Mind Freak is absolutely, a, you know, a, a four-seeded team that definitely could surprise some people and take out an LG or a Red Reserve. Um, and then Splice, you know, Splice, again, has been very lackluster up to this point uh, in the World War II season. But, again, they're a team that has the talent to compete with anyone. Um, so, you know, I, in my mind, I think Pool D, is my opinion, is the um, – is the pool of death, you know, you, maybe you can make an argument for like a, say a, maybe a pool C. Um, but with the way EG has been playing, I just, I don't know, man, they've, they've looked really shaky. Um, you know, I think that from a mental perspective, they're probably just not very, you know, they're not very motivated. Uh, maybe, maybe they are, you know, we'll see their group of veterans, you know, they could come out and surprise some people too. You never know. But, uh, I, I don't really like their whole, with, with their recent form, I'm, I'm very skeptical of, of EG being able to, to take out an, an optic or an envy. Um, so, uh, first and foremost, I just want to go over my predictions for each pool. So in pool a, um, you know, rise is definitely going to finish first in my mind. I, I mean, they've just been, their form is just unmatched right now. Um, you know, I, I definitely have them finishing first in that pool. Second, um, let's see, between e and Echo Fox. I, the problem with Echo Fox is obviously, as most of you guys know, is that Nagafin is going to be filling in for Saints. Um, Saints obviously cannot attend due to travel issues. And, 
you know, I, th- I think that takes a big hit on Echo Fox, to be honest. Nagafen is just not the same player as Saints. Um, he just does not add that uh, level of slang that Saints brings to the table. Um, you know, maybe, you know, you could argue that Nagafen is the better SND player, which he probably is. He's a very, very established SND player. But overall, I just, I don't think that's going to help Echo Fox. And uh, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to overtake uh, United for that second spot. So I definitely have, I think, I think I'm going to have. Definitely gonna have United finishing second in this pool. I, I like what they've. I think they've sort of been able to rally around themselves and really find their groove. And, and you know, they're just they're just playing for the pride at this point. Um, I, th- I I still am pretty confident they're gonna break up after this tournament. But you know, they're just they they just have nothing to lose. You know, they're they're a team that doesn't have a whole lot to lose. And uh, I I think they're I think they could surprise some people this weekend. Um, so I definitely have United finishing second. Echo Fox. I think we'll I think we'll get that third spot over Epsilon just because. You know, again, Epsilon's a team that's, you know, had some internal issues. Obviously, Nathan left them. Reedy just recently replaced it. So they don't they haven't had a whole lot of time together. I, I don't really expect them to, uh, you know, I, I don't really expect them to finish in the top three for sure. And, and I think that they're probably a team that's honestly vulnerable to losing to the open bracket team, whoever it may be. Um, so Epsilon is, is probably going to finish fourth, uh, maybe even fifth behind the open bracket team, depending on who it is, like I said. Um, and so, so uh, moving on, Pool B. Um you know, this is a, this is an interesting one. I think uh, very interested to see what Phase does against TK. I, I think I think TK is going to finish first in this group. I really do. Um, you know, I think that TK, like most people have, have a lot, like a lot of other people have pointed out, they kind of have plateaued a little bit um, in, in terms of their form. But I still think they're they're a top team. I mean, I think they proved that at Atlanta. You know, despite finishing, uh, you know, seventh and eighth, seventh slash eighth, um, which is obviously not where they wanted to finish. I still think they proved that they can go toe to toe with any of the other top teams. Uh, still, um, you know, they, they played LG very well in the winner's bracket. Um, and I, I think they're going to come out and I think they're going to play well. I think that, uh, I think they're going to overtake phase for that first spot. And then phase is going to finish second. Um, and then uh, I have Unilad finishing third. Unilad's a team that, you know, maybe I think has the potential to, to uh, overtake a phase or a TK, but I just question their consistency. Um, they were very inconsistent in the pro league. So I think that um, overall, I think they're going to finish third with Vitality in fourth. And then again, I think Vitality is a team that's susceptible to being overtaken by the open bracket team. Um, so I think Vitality ultimately is probably going to finish fifth behind the open bracket team, whoever it may be. Um, and then moving on to Pool C, you know, Pool C, I think that this is this is another interesting one. It feels like Optic and Envy, man. They're always in the same pool. This is like it's like at least the tenth time or whatever that uh, since we've been doing using this format that Optic has been in a in a pool with Envy. But um, you know, it's going to be an interesting matchup. I think that I, what's obviously most interesting about Optic is you know the whole role change. How are they going to fit into their new roles? We obviously it's obviously been confirmed that uh, Formal is going back to that main AR. Uh, Karma is going to be in the flex role. Krim is going to be that secondary sub next to Skump. Um, so very interested to see, you know, how this affects the team. I, I think it's definitely going to be for the better. Um, to me, the biggest question mark is going to be Karma. You know, I think there's no doubt Formal is going to play well. I mean, the dude has just been unbelievable with an AR in his hands uh, in virtually every previous COD title that he's competed in. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind that Formal is going to, going to show up. Um, and then Krim, and I, you know, it'll be interesting to see if Krim drops off. I think KD-wise, there's no doubt he will. It's it's, it's just impossible to keep up um, 
with his KD number with his KD numbers in recent events, uh, switching to a sub from an AR. It's just as we all know, it's much harder to uh, maintain a, a positive KD with a sub as opposed to an AR. But I, I think Krim has a really good understanding for this game um, and just how it's supposed to be played. So I, I don't have too much doubt that Krim is going to bring it uh, as well in terms of that sub. My biggest question mark is Karma. Right, Karma, you know, has, has kind of struggled up to this point in the game. In the game. Um, you know, he'd be the first one to tell you that Atlanta was probably one of his worst events ever. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, obviously what, what's what's good about the flex rule for Karma is that he's obviously pretty much going to be able to use whichever gun he feels is, is most comfortable with, um, which is really important for Karma in this game, I think. Uh, you know, he's proven that I don't think he's all too comfortable with the sub on a lot of maps. Um and so obviously him being in that flex role allows him to be, to use whatever he's comfortable with. And I think he's going to, it's going to really come down to karma for, in my opinion, when it comes to optic and how they do in this tournament, you know, we, we talk about how important the flex role is and you really need a top, top tier flex player, uh, to, to win events in this game. And, uh, if, if karma isn't able to bring that to the table, then I just, I don't see optic, uh, being able to, you know, win events. Um, so uh, very interested to see what we get from karma. Um, you know, overall, you know, I, I think I'm going to have Envy finishing first first in this pool. I, I think Optic, I, I think they're going to come out a little slow. You know, they've been known to do that um, in previous tournaments. And uh, I think they're going to come out just a bit slow. Maybe not a, maybe not just slow, but, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, adjusting still uh, to their new roles. And uh, I think Envy's going to take advantage of that. And Envy's going to finish first. I think Optic's going to finish second. Um, you know, Reckless, I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about Reckless. Um, I'm not entirely sure what their roster is, to be honest. I don't, I think, are they, I think they're the ERA team, right? The, no, the, that's right. They have to be the ERA team, um, which is Ricky, Decimate, Pharaoh, and uh, Blast. Um, so, honestly, that's, they're an interesting team. They're, again, inconsistent, a lot of talent, um, a lot of young talent. Uh, you know, I think... You know, as much as as, as poor as EG's performance as, as their form has been, uh, I, I think they're going to overtake Reckless. I think EG's going to finish third in this pool. I think they could sneak up and take a win from either Optic or Envy as well and uh, propel them to that third position. So despite Envy, EG's form, I think they're going to finish third in this pool with Reckless finishing fourth. And then the open bracket team, whoever it may be, will finish fifth. Uh, and then moving on to Pool D, uh, the Pool of Death, in my opinion. You know, this is an interesting one. Um you know, it's tough. I, I think I'm going to go with Red Reserve. I know Red Reserve has, has kind of struggled in terms of starting events off well. You know, they kind of come out slow, similar to Optic. Uh, they have been so far in up to in World War II's uh, events. Um, and I think, that, But I think they're going to come out hot this event. I think they're going to take that first spot over LG. LG, you know, obviously a very strong team. Has placed top three, I think, in virtually every event. I, I forget what they fin finished in NOLA, but... Um, you know, LG's just been a powerhouse team in World War II. Obviously, they haven't won a tournament yet, but their team you can't look past. Um, but but I think Red Reserve is going to take them. I think they're going to take them in the pool specifically. Um, and I think LG's going to finish second. And then uh, Splice, Splice and Mind Freak, you know, I think I'm going to go with Splice at third. I think Splice is going to show up just enough in pools to to, to uh, finish third. And then Mind Freak, you know, I think Mind Freak, like I said earlier, could surprise some teams. But overall, I think they're just a little too inconsistent uh, to to take out any of the top three teams. Um, and then fifth, I think whoever the Open Bracket team will finish fifth in that pool. Um, so uh, with that said, guys, those are my pool predictions. And uh, let's move on to what I think is going to finish, uh, who all is going to finish in the top eight. So. 
Uh, in seventh and eighth, I have TK. Um, you know, like I touched on earlier, I think TK again. They're not. A, they're still a team you you can't look past. Um, you know, I still think they're a top tier team. But overall, my, my thing with TK is again, I just don't think the meta, the, the meta shift over to uh, primarily a three SMG. One AR meta is just really suits uh, TK. You know, I just think Chino and Accuracy are just natural ARs. And uh, I, I just think that it, it's going to be really hard for this particular roster to compete and uh, continue to compete for titles just because I don't think Kenny has a whole lot of help uh, at that SMG position. And, um, you know, I just, I, I think, it, I think TK, you know, again, they're, they're competitive. They're still a team that can go toe to toe with anyone, but I just think they've kind of plateaued too much uh, with regards to the meta shift. Um, so I have them finishing seventh and eighth, um, finishing seventh and eighth with them. I have E United, um, you know, E United, like we touched on in last week's episode, they've never placed outside of top six, which is with this roster, which is very, very impressive. Um, and I think they're a team that is, is, is confident in themselves. I think they've regained a lot of confidence. Um, but overall, I just, I just don't. I'm still not sold on uh, silly and Pristini's consistency at that SMG role. I just don't think they are, are able. I, I don't, I don't see them bringing it game in and game out uh, and being able to compete with those other top teams that have top SMGs. You know, I just, again, I mean, silly. You know, he's he's shown signs. He's a, he's a very up and down player, very inconsistent. Um, and then Pristini largely just has not been very good. You know, I know he stepped up in pro league to get them qualified into playoffs, but um, I, I just don't think I, I don't think there's enough firepower from from them to really get past uh, that that T six area. Um, so I have them finishing seventh and eighth. Uh, in sixth, I have Phase. Um, you know, Phase again is a team that I, I just I don't see them really getting past. You know. I just don't see them competing with the top teams, uh, mainly due to the fact that I think replays has just not been, I don't think he offers enough firepower uh, as a main AR. You know, again, I, I know that people are like to point out how um, great of a leader he is, great of a communicator he is. And that's all true. And I, and I, and I hundred percent, I mean, there's no denying that. Um, I just don't think he offers quite enough firepower um, to go toe to toe with like a, like an LG or a rise or a red reserve. Um, you know, I just don't think, you know, and I know the tan, the two, the, um, duo of zoom and attach has been very good up to this point, maybe the best SMG duo in the game right now. But, um, again, I just, I don't think it's going to quite be enough for phase. You know, they're not a team that really stands out in like an SND where it's like they can, they can kind of overcome their, their lack of slang and hard point. Uh, with like really great S and D play. Um, so I just don't think that they're quite there yet. I don't think phase is quite there yet. Um, and uh, I, I just think they need more firepower from their AR, uh, to really get to that next level. Um, and the next I have optic placing fifth and sixth alongside a phase. Um, you know, again, I, I think optic, I, I just, it, it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be tough to really get to that next level with the first, at the first event that you're switching roles. Um, you know, I know people will point out how, you know, you really should be able to run either weapon effectively. But, you know, look, it, it's a big difference. It's a big difference switching from a man AR to an SMG. And uh, your, your whole play style changes. You know, the way you the way you maneuver around the, rap, the map, the way you push up, the way you don't challenge, the way you do challenge. All, all those things matter um, and are, are, are wildly different when it comes to switching from an SMG to an AR. And, um, 
you know, if anyone can do it quickly, it's going to be Crim6. I think his understanding of this game is very, very good. Like I said earlier, I think that's a reason why he's been considered a top five player up to this point in World War II. Um, you know, but again, I, I just, I think Optic, I, I think they're going to, I just don't think that they're quite there yet again. Um, you know, they're, and, I, and again, I think Formal will show up at that main AR role. I think he's just, he's too naturally talented. Uh, as an AR to just, you know, not show up again. Um, but I, I just, I, I think optic, I think they're, I think they're one to, one event off. I think they're one event off. I think stage one playoffs is where you really could see optics start to get back into that championship caliber form, but Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll prove me wrong. Maybe, um, maybe they have gotten a ton of good practice in before Birmingham and, and are able to show up. But for now I have optic finishing fifth and sixth. Um, and then fourth, I have red reserve. I think red reserve, uh, is a team that's clear, like like we said before, clear cut the best EU team uh, as of right now. I think they're they've really impressed me up to this point. Um, my only hesitance with Red is uh, Joe. I think Joe has been uh, he, he's he's an inconsistent player. He's been very clutch. I will say that he's a very good clutch factor. Uh, he's very been been very impressive in S and D in particular. But uh, I question his consistency when it comes to slaying uh, at that SMG role. Um, you know, Red Reserve, again, I, I think Zero has been an incredibly impressive uh, flex player. He's been uh, one of the top flex players in the game. Um, Josh has been very solid. rated has been a very solid main AR. But again, I just, I don't think the firepower is quite there um, with Red Reserve in terms of competing with, with the top teams like LG and Rise. Um, so I, I have Red Reserve finishing fourth in this tournament. Uh, and third, I have Envy. You know, I think Envy, again, they're a team that I think has the talent but they haven't quite been able to put it together. They, they've shown signs of improvement. Um, they had a very good Atlanta, uh, as we all know. I think they finished third or fourth in Atlanta. Um, and again, that's largely been due to Slasher's. Uh, you know, Slasher is, in my opinion, probably been the best player in the game up to this point. I think he's clear-cut the best AR, uh, and I just think he's the most impactful player uh, in the game up to this point, and uh, he's a big reason why Envy. I think Envy's going to finish uh, at the top, I think he's a guy that he's just so consistent. His consistency is incredible. Um, and again, you know, Hook and Temp have been inconsistent uh, at that S at the uh, SMG roles. But, you know, again, I, I really feel like Hook is just is just bound to break out. He's just bound to break out. There's too much talent there uh, for him to maintain, I think, the level of play that he's that he's been at. And um, I think he's going to start to step up this event. Um and propel Envy into a third third play, uh, placing. Um, next up, I have LG. I think LG is going to finish second. Uh, again, LG has been right right on the cusp of, of winning uh, major events, but they just haven't quite been able to pull it together. And uh, I think that's, you know, I think Slack's been a little underwhelming at the, at the uh, SMG role a, few, uh, a little too much. Uh, he's been a little too inconsistent. Um, you know, all the other players on LG have been really good up to this point, though. I mean, Octane's again a top ar right right there with slasher um jcab has been very impressive at uh the flex position and then john's been very good at you know he's, he's been he's just a john is just your classic steady solid smg player that you, you can always rely on uh so lg i'm looking at slack i think slack's the one that really needs to step step up his consistency um uh, and with that reason, but uh, overall, I think LG is going to finish second. And in first, I have Rise. I think Rise is going to repeat. I think they're going to go back to back. You know, th their form has just been unbelievable. Um, you know, at Atlanta, they, in my opinion, they were the clear cut best team. Um, 
you know, they just, they're so in sync with one another. They really understand each other's play styles, uh, their chemistry, their coordination is all just on point. Um, and they've been, uh, they've just been so impressive um, ever since, you know, ever since they formed really. And uh, I think that's large in part due to the fact that, you know, Methods is another really, really solid AR right up there with, with Slasher and Octane. Gunless is the clear cut best flex player in the game. Uh, TJ is a top three sub in my opinion. Uh, and then Looney is just another really, really solid veteran leader um, who awful also offers some uh, really consistent SMG play. So um, I have Rise finishing first. Um, you know, I, again, I just think that their form is just too strong right now uh, to, to be dethroned. Um, so that's my top eight guys. Um, again, I, I'm a, uh, I'm very interested to see, you know, what all we get from this tournament. I'm very excited that we're that the uh, e, the European guys are finally getting an event. Um, it's been too long. It's been way too long. <laughs> um, and uh, I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. This is a great great time of the year for competitive COD. You know, like I said earlier, uh, there's a lot of great events coming up. Um, there's just so much action to look forward to, and uh, I could not be more excited, guys. But with that said. Um, uh, I also want to touch on some just some housekeeping things. As I mentioned uh, in the last episode, I am going on spring break. Uh, I'm leaving on Saturday, I believe, and uh, I will not be back till uh, till the following Friday. Um, but I'm actually going to the Masters on Sunday, so I probably won't be able to um, record my post CLBL Birmingham episode uh, until the following Monday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, and uh, I think that about does it in terms of housekeeping. After that, I should be back to my normal schedule. Um, and uh, I think that's going to do it, guys. I think that's going to do it for this week. Um, hope all you guys tune in to CWL Birmingham and uh, have a good weekend.